Sports Podcast. How's it going? My name's Mike Danger Votor. I'll be your dungeon master and your uh, impromptu uh, intro guy this week. We pick back up on the Fractured World story, and tonight's going to be, uh, I think, the end of our alpha arc. I am joined tonight by Jared, Dylan, Graham, and Mike. Why don't you guys tell me a little bit about who you're playing and what happened last week? I'm Jared. Uh, I play Johnny Law. <clears throat> that was really bad, Johnny Law. Take two. Give me three. I do declares. Fuck me, dude. Okay, hold on. I, I no, don't declare enough. I won't. I doth protest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I play Johnny. L- Fuck, dude. I gotta like <laughs> fucking chain smoke like five packs of cigarettes. Can, do you have like a vape near you? Can you vape? <laughs> I think hold you. On. Can you destroy your lungs a little bit more for me before we start? Will that help? <laughs> wow, gargling. Um, I don't know. I don't think gargling uh, helps. Dude, but yeah, if you gar if you gargle <laughs> beer, I'm not sure if that'll work. I don't, I don't have beer. <laughs> Actually, I do. Uh, okay. Uh, take two. All right. Uh, I'm Jared. I play Johnny Law, the bird, the man, the bird man, cop man, detective, the alcoholic. Dahomey. You know what it is. <laughs> Dahomey. <laughs> yes, the, the French colony of Dahomey. Hi, I'm Dylan, and I'm playing everybody's favorite talking cat slash master thief slash dumb French boy by the name of uh, Monsieur Boots or Etrian Gustave de la Pantosiem or Jacques Labitte, depending on who he thinks he's talking to at the time. The native of the French colony Dahomey. <laughs> oh my God. Is that the joke today, dude? I'm so glad I found that. I think that. it is, yeah. <laughs> the homie, dude. Um, well, my name's Graham, and I quit. <laughs> uh, well, my name's Graham, and I'm playing the politician Dennis Stanson, uh, a, a devil-tongued asshole. <laughs> who wants to w- wait for it weaponize words uh oh that's how do you think of that i just Clever. came to me i've never thought of that phrase before one, not even, even not once? even once in my life <laughs> holy fuck dude that's so genius and i also he looks like a character in a movie that i just came up with in my head too uh it's called the mighty ducks 2 i don't know why it's the second one um <laughs> all, all good movie franchises start out on the second that. yeah skip the yeah. first or start out on the fourth if you're Star Wars, I guess. I said good. It was good forty years ago, for like a decade. <coughs> oh man, <coughs> too much fresh air today. Ah, fucking fresh air, man. Yeah, I was outside. Don't go outside. Ugh, it's bad for you. There's animals Pollution. and global warming, sunshine. <laughs> There's danger. There's other people. <laughs> no, I'm in at home. I'm inside. No, danger's home definitely forever. indoors. <laughs> I'm I'm inside right now. I can confirm. Well, my name's Mike, and I play Mr. G, the elf-like character. I it feels really weird to call him a she because it's like Mr. G the she. So I'm gonna call him an elf, and he builds What's things. Wrong with that, dude. I mean, and uh, maybe you should just spell G like she, but you know, just put a G in front of it. That, that sounds awful. I mean, what if it's what if it's Mr. G and G just stands for girl and she was right all the, all along? There's one thing I do know about Mr. G. 
that he's not Dahomey until he gets his money from Johnny Law. He's never going to be Dahomey. That's, oh, that's that's, that's going to continue. Oh, good. <laughs> Speaking of getting money from Johnny Law, why don't why don't we talk a little bit about what happened last week? No one got any goddamn money from Johnny Law, that's for sure. <laughs> but people did get testimonies from high-ranking officials saying that they would have totally given Mr. G a cut from the uh from his payment after he secured the not, gala. That's something that can be officially enforced though. More just like, yeah, if I was in that situation, I would totally do that. Dude, if a testimony from a god doesn't count as like a, a, a usable document of ownership of a portion of some sort of payment, then what does in this world? Is it anarchy? Hey, is this anarchy? I, it is complete anarchy. It is anarchy. A god can yeah. promise you shit that doesn't mean they'll do anything about it. Also, if you really want to cut that bad, maybe he can help you with that. I'm going to have to ask Dennis to, if I can borrow something. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be money? Because you're not going to get it. No, it's your knife. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. He's going to give him a cut, dude. You don't even have to. You don't have, I, I'll stab him. That's fine. Just make some <laughs> cutting remarks. We're just some stabby yeah, boys. Yeah, just cut him apart with your, <laughs> with your silver tongue. Oh, his silver mm-hmm. tongue. Mine's a... Uh, Alcohol-soaked beak. Things actually did happen, though. Things did uh, happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, th- of course they did. Uh, the world started to end after we were interviewed by a god about a terrorist attack, and then I don't think there was. I think that was just coincidental. We didn't come. Yeah, definitely not our fault. And you guys took time out of saving the world to harass the front desk person at a Circuit City. We needed a vacuum, and we still need a vacuum. There's some sort of smoke elemental and six other ones. And one of them needs to get ghost busted. <laughs> and you think a Dyson can help you with the elemental? Dysons are very good vacuums, Dylan. Shut up. Well, first off, it's clearly, I don't know, Dyson or something. Not not actually Dyson, because, again, gonna need that money. But Unless Dyson wants to sponsor this podcast. Gonna need wink, that money. Wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> this could be your oh. magical vacuum cleaner coming right on Dude. up. Dude. I got the perfect catchphrase. The only thing that sucks harder than Warp Lord's podcast is our vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) It's a match made in heaven. (laughs) Well, vacuum jokes aside, does anyone else have uh, anything to add here? Uh, Boots did some other shit somewhere else at another time. Did I? You did. I, I think so. There was something with a guy, a lot of thievery, some stealing. Oh, that's right. Like you ran into your brother again. You tried <laughs> to find some treasure your grandfather left you. That's right. I met my little brother again, and then he was separated from me tragically. And I started drinking with Dahomey. Gaston the space pilot. Yeah. That is currently where you are. You were drinking with, with Captain Gaston as... You so eloquently call him. I just keep picturing Gaston dressed as Zap Brannigan. Um, it does kind of work. Imagine if, like, Nathan Fillion played Gaston in space. That was the biggest waste of the Disney remake is not casting Nathan Fillion as Gaston. Yeah. Sorry, Disney. You should just hire me as your casting director. Who Who was he actually with? Gaston was Jason Clark in the remake, I think? No. Jesus Christ. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, who was he actually with? Who was Boots actually with? Oh, he's with oh, Rex. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's Rex McMasters, right? 
Yeah, you guys have anything to add, or do you have any questions before we start? Uh, Mr. G's dick and can suck my balls. One ball, two ball, keep them going. If I had more balls, Mr. G could suck them. I'm ready, though. Oh, great. <clears throat> that, thanks. I'm glad you're ready now. All right. Well, to kind of reset the scene and jump on in here, the metal bands that wrap around your world that create that artificial sky have stopped moving and spinning. Um, the plates in between them are these like hexagonal thick glass plates with a bunch of wires in them that create kind of the artificial day night cycle and sky of your world. Um, all of the lights go out one by one. And as that happens, these large plates begin to crash out of the, uh, out from between these metal bands themselves and start crashing to the world below. Um, on top of that, the earth itself begins to crack and shake underneath your feet, and these kind of fractures in the world itself begin to uh, spill out with elemental energy. Um, when enough of the elemental energy spills out, it starts to create these elementals made from that energy type um, coming out from it. You guys are currently in the courtyard uh Beside, uh, you're in the courtyard out front of the Blue Recluse headquarters. Alyssa Moonseer, the head of the Blue Recluse, and one of the Circle, uh, the most powerful beings uh, on your planet, asked you to help marshal and defend the courtyard while she went to go figure some shit out. So you guys are outside. It is open initiative, so if you want to get yourself ready with uh, the actions you need. Johnny, you are currently engaged with the uh, elemental that is made out of smoke directly in front of this prismatic barrier. Inside of said prismatic barrier, you see your brother fighting against four elementals. Show off. Mr. G, so you asked the receptionist inside to get you a vacuum quite rudely, and she didn't seem very receptive to it. Uh, <laughs> she said she'd do it. You don't know how long that's going to take. Why does everyone think Mr. G's being rude when he's trying to imply that something is important and needs to be done now? Tone? Because Mr. G sucks ass. Say it nicer. So you and Dennis are kind of like around the front door area at the moment. Dylan, Boots is currently drinking with uh, with the handsome Captain Rex McMasters inside of the like church-like area of this building. It very much looks like an open chapel. Um, there's uh, this like green... Uh, leafy, viney uh, plant that reaches over and overhangs above the doors of the confessional. Uh, there are rows of these like dark brown oaken pews, and he's sitting in one, and you're kind of on the ground, and you're both just kind of drinking, chilling here at the moment. So, Boots, um, as you and the captain are chilling, you hear the sound of high heels running into the area. Uh, you hear the sound of this man stand like standing up immediately when those footsteps enter the building, uh, or into the room you're in, rather. And you see um, Alyssa in front of you. She has silvery hair. She has very, very striking different colored eyes, and she has an ornate tattoo of a third eye on her forehead. Okay, seven out of one intelligence check. I forgot I just met her a few minutes ago, so... Instantly, you remember the presence, not the person. You remember the feeling that you've gotten being around her before when you were kind of running around the gala and when you were with her just a few moments ago. When she walks up, I bow and I cock an eyebrow as I look at her and go, Mademoiselle, 
Enchanté. She's rushing in and she stops as you uh, as you and Rex are standing in her path and she looks at you quite confused. Oh, um hmm. Yes, uh boots. Boots was it, correct? Am I a cat right now or am I a You're a cat right, right now. now. What? We've we've met before. It's still it's still a no. Would both of you be able to assist the folks outside? The the planet is dying. I don't know if you can tell that from in here, but uh I'm in full panic mode. Rex, I'm going to get the ships ready. Please help the ones outside take care of this. Abs absolutely. You got it. You got it, Alyssa. You can count on me. Hey, cat boy, come on. It's, it's go time. And he kind of pats you on the back. I draw my weapon, hold it high, and shout, Allons-y! Uh, you see Rex do the same, and you see Alyssa taps both of your weapons as she runs by. You heal the wounds from last week, Dylan. Nice. You follow Rex out? Wait. Great. You see the scene that I have set. All of you hear the sound of the door come out, hoping that it was going to be a vacuum cleaner. Instead, you all turn to see Boots and a really, really handsome man with long brown hair. Uh, I also, last week, I'm pretty sure we ended with none of us having any actions. And Correct. The it is top of the round. Doing anything. Oh, okay. Elementals are just sitting there? Uh, they're all still charging some sort of magical spell. That's not good. Uh, if no one else is going to do anything, uh, I want to look for a fire hydrant or a source of water. Uh, can you roll me an improvised build check for this then, please? When he finishes, I'm going to shoot something as soon as I'm outside. Okay. All right. I passed it with a five out of, I think it's 11. Yeah, it's 11. Even at, yeah. (laughs) Even at now, it is that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you do find a fire hydrant that is still intact. It is on the right side by the lightning elemental. Uh, yeah, but where, where's the fire elemental? Isn't it right there, too? Fire elemental is on the left side of the barrier. Near the smoke one? 12 o'clock is the smoke elemental, and right behind the smoke elemental is the prismatic barrier, with Marshall inside of it fighting everything. Kind of at, like, an 11 o'clock angle, or like like a, a, a 9 to 11 o'clock angle. Um... You see the fire okay, elemental, okay. and then to about a like two to four um, degree angle around the barrier, you see the lightning elemental. So they're set a little bit apart. There's no water source near the fire one. Uh, it is broken, and it's and it's gushing water. Um, it is gushing into the flowing river of elements. So the water itself is kind of getting absorbed into that river. That is kind of cutting a large fracture into the stone street but it's broken and producing water it is i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna run over to it Mm -hmm. how do i have to take an action to go over there or will anything try to hit me if i do that um it is still currently charging so it is not going to hit you at the moment all right i'm running over to that thing i'm gonna turn the box of imagination into like kind of a funnel and with a little spout at that, like, ends at, like, a 90-degree angle and try to, like, would that work? Like, can I spray him with the water? You would have to hold up against the uh, against the water pressure, but you think that it might work. Absolutely. And to end, <laughs> to be clear, Mr. G would use his, his improvised build skill where he can build shit out of random shit 
to try to assist him because he knows he's not that strong. So he'd try to like create clamps of some sort or something to like clamp this thing well. There are some wires around you. There's definitely a there are a couple of braces, like metal braces that held up the street light itself. Yeah, there's definitely enough here that you think you could work with it. Uh roll the improvised build for me. I got a thank God. A two out of eleven. <laughs> I'm just really waiting to hit that one fail. <laughs> so uh you start getting the box of imagination into the world's most patchwork beer funnel in existence. Um, it takes that a second, and as that's going, you start to kind of mess around with some of the the kind of braces and exterior um, exterior pieces of the light where it's broken. Uh, basically, you create clamps out of four braces. You attach that to the end of the funnel, and you kind of socket the funnel on some of the rubble. And then you take a couple of the pieces of metal itself from the light post and you actually filter that. So instead of the water going into the like fracture of elemental energy and feeding into that, uh, making it flow more, it's now going up into the funnel. Yeah, I'm trying to create like a pressure zone to like to have it pressurized for ranged attacks. (laughs) Right. What I'm going to have you do. To make an attack with this, you're going to roll your agility and add 11 to it. And add 11 to it. For improvised build. Since Damn. This is... I am rolling so poorly. <laughs> That's a 23. Well, I got some good news for you, bud. It's not a 23. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and that is going to do... After getting this all set, you immediately hoist up the uh, the funnel end of the box of imagination, and a geyser of water comes out of this fire hydrant, um, and it is really hard for you to hold it. Can you make me a strength check? Oh, I tried to avoid this. I really tried. I'll even give you the reroll on it because you have it. Uh, it's supported by your invention, so it's helping you out. So I'll give you the reroll. Okay, I got a three out of two. Now I'm aiming for one lower. Oh, I got another three. God damn it. Ah, sucks. <laughs> two um, three out of twos. You managed to get a good gush of water, like, to ride out and hit the fire elemental, and you see it, like, just smoke begin to rise up, and it creates a hole through its chest, and it begins to kind of screech and roar, and its roaring is almost like the crackling of, like, a raging fire itself, Um, and it begins to kind of form around it, and you see the smoke still kind of going through it, but after a moment, the pressure is too much for you to kind of hold, Um, so you drop the the end of the box of imagination again and begins to flow back on the ground it does still hit him though okay right on he was uh, not amped about it <laughs> so i'm assuming it took me one action to build that and one action to fire the thing at him right correct yes but no actions to move that was all in like my free my free movement no actions to move because it's where you started bottle of wine in one hand energy bla- energy pistol in the other and i'm going to shoot the nearest elemental now Go for it. You shoot at the smoke one. Um, Jared, I need you to dodge against this as well, please. You're in the way. I was going to say, is Boots in the form of the... He's drunk cat right now. Was he cat before? You definitely know I'm a cat because I'm not very good at hiding the fact I am in fact a cat. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> but nobody wait, knows. Wait. Am I rolling agility against this or what? Opposed agility against boots shooting in your direction. I rolled kind of awful, so you you probably got this. I got a 23. 28. Boots shoots out a, a blast with all the confidence in the world, and you miss both the elemental and you narrowly miss the bird cop who you now recognize after almost shooting him and it careens between both of them that arcing blue bolt of energy from the pistol it bounces against the barrier itself flies up into the sky and fizzles away okay. how funny would it be if he had hit johnny <laughs> i mean it would have been really funny don't get me wrong he probably would try to kill you <laughs> bird boy takes to the skies Majestically with his big old wings. Jared, as that's happening, um, I need you to make me a dodge roll. For the thing that I was originally going to do, but then I had Rex act first. Oh. I exploded once. That's nice. Heck yeah. He's very nice. He's very nice. No. <laughs> we cannot make Borat jokes. No, 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 no. No, 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 no Borat jokes. You said dodge, right? Correct. It is a pose. Uh, 45. Solid. I exploded once, bruh. It feels good. <laughs> I know, I also exploded, oh. so that's why I'm like, oh, that's solid. As you're flying up, the shadow elemental in front of you unleashes that spell that it's been charging since last week. Uh, <laughs> what we've tried to Oh, man. As you begin to fly up, you see the shadowy form begin to swirl around itself, creating kind of a vortex of shadow in a circular motion. It then essentially from inside of this swirling darkness shoots out a dark cloud that begins to kind of follow you and it looks like it's just trying to catch up to you as you are a master of the skies um you manage to outmaneuver this as you begin to fly up and around you are currently being chased by a cloud of darkness my friend so is the cloud of darkness does it possess all the souls of the living beings on this planet and it took him an entire week to charge it uh no um but it's annoying that it's still following you fucking spirit bomb <laughs> god damn it well hey whatever don't give a shit i am going to quick draw my gun go go gadget pistol gun yanni law uh is gonna run away and shoot shoot the shadow guy for shooting the shadow at johnny okay all right jared what'd you get uh 19 fuck okay roll me one die one. <laughs> All right. Well, no. You shoot your you shoot your bolt from your uh, your energy pistol into the cloud of darkness itself to try and hit the uh, shadow on the other side. Um, unfortunately, you are unable. You don't see your bolt ever come through the other side. At this point, uh, after he sees this go on, Mister G is going to yell to Stanson and ask him, "Oh, how are we doing on that uh that vacuum?" How's that vacuum coming along? Do we have, do we have a vacuum? Is the vacuum back? Did they bring it? Nope. Uh, I'm just going to give you a nice big shrug. Well, all right. Well, just keep doing whatever you're doing, and then uh, she's going to go and get it. Right? I can't <laughs> go get it. Right? I just I just love this scene where there's like all this combat going on, and Stance is just sitting there, just like slightly annoyed that this is taking so long. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go inside now and see if they're there with the vacuum. <laughs> uh, do I see that they are not there with the vacuum? Like, she I'm is the super door. not there. 
There's also not a vacuum here. All right, uh, I'm just going to lean back like, nope, nothing. And then I go inside. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mr. G's, Mr. G's now convinced that Dennis is going to go find a vacuum, so he's going to try to wrestle with this uh, with this be. spout again, and then try to spray this fire elemental one more time okay. with his last action of the round. Wouldn't that be something if Dennis is, in fact, not going inside to get a vacuum? That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> time to go play with slot machines. <laughs> I didn't vote for you. <laughs> you don't even live here. So what am I adding? 11 to the roll? 11. Oh, so I, don't, I grab the hose with no problem? Uh, I mean, I'm still going to have to have you make me another another strength check there, bud. But All right. Well, he grabs the hose and then then he 22s it. 23s it. Yeah, roll the 23. Yeah, that's... Uh, did you pass your strength check to pick it back up, though? Oh, do I had... No, oh, you... you. Okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's why I, I said I'm still going to have to have you make me those strength checks, though. <sighs> and I gotta do it again? I mean, you get... Yeah, you get a re-roll, because, you know, you you have supports for it, so it's, it's there to help you out. Okay. It's still I'm, I'm, heavy. Okay. Two, blackjack, boom. Bam! Pick it right up. And with the 20, 20, whatever, doesn't matter because it's it's more than this 15 I rolled. Um, Boom. You like crank it back and use and like the metal plates begin to like screech against each other from the pressure of the water and you moving it back up and it jettisons over Rex this time, uh, hitting the fire elemental that's kind of like rising up in the air as he cut it in half uh, just in time for you to hit it and for it to put out the rest of the elemental. It goes up in a, in a, in a poof. Yeah, the smoke begins smoke. to kind of billow and curl around the top of the the like dome that like big prismatic barrier that's still in the way um and then dissipates shortly after sweet my work here is done um as this is happening behind the barrier and to your right side, you hear three of those plates kind of crash into the ground. None of you have to make me rolls for anything, but they crash into the ground and you see like large, almost volcanic eruptions come out from where the wreckage is. And more and more of that like energy and magma itself begins to pour out. Okay, that seems, that's a thing that happened. Well, I have no actions left. Okay. Um, Rex takes his last action of the round to run to the center where the elemental made of darkness is. Marshall finishes kind of carving up the one that's made of ice in front of him inside of the barrier. um, And it just kind of turns to shards of like ice and dust around him until they melt into the ground. And he then moves and he starts to work on the um, water elemental inside. This is inside the dome. This is inside the dome. You can see inside, you just can't hear anything that's happening inside. Does he seem panicked, or does he seem, like, pretty confident? He seems cool and collected. Right. (laughs) So, guys, give me just a second here. I have to shuffle this here deck. Oh, God. Um... Who wants to give? Uh, who wants to give me a number for wild magic? Ooh, Seventeen. Ooh, ooh. Graham already gave it to you. Yeah. From from the front of the deck or the back of the deck? Mike can pick that one since he seemed excited. Ooh ooh ooh! I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Dylan's <laughs> method here. I'm gonna roll a die. Odds is gonna be the front. Evens is gonna be the back. Evens back. 
Yes! Oh, it's God. fucking back, boys! Uh, did you no. get the world? Are we on a boat? It's fucking back! Um, inside, inside of the, the barrier, you all see in the fragments of the ice elemental being shattered, risen from its icy ashes, a solid gold horse is God summoned. <laughs> Why does that one come up so much? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. So for everyone at home, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the the immersion here. Um, in the last campaign of this that we played, I think there were at least three or four gold horses that were summoned via wild magic. Just for everyone at home, is this? A, he keeps following them. Is this a sentient horse or is this just a solid? It's gold a sentient statue? horse made of gold. Yeah. This one and us being on a boat were, like, the two that came up the most. Does anyone still have actions? I still uh, have yeah, two I still actions. Have or maybe okay. two? Is there, like, a bell or something on the desk? Can I be um, yeah, there is a bell okay, on the I'm desk. Okay, I'm gonna hit that and see what happens. Okay. Uh, no one comes to answer the bell. Uh, can I go into the back room? I mean, no one's here, so technically, yes. I'm not, I'm not like, am I allowed to? I mean, like, I mean, I like, you don't think it's okay. I mean, you don't necessarily think it's a bad thing given the circumstances no, of your visit. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm going yeah. in. If I can, I'm going into the back room. That's mostly what I was asking. It is unlocked. You can get back in. Then I'm, I'm going in. You see people like running around the, um, the upper floor of the cathedral. That like little like, um, balcony more or less. Uh-huh. Um, so you see people running up there. People are moving boxes, stuff like that. There are people that are moving uh, from out behind the uh, the confessional booth that you were in. It looks like there's a staircase underneath that that you didn't see previously. And uh-huh. people are kind of rushing around in this room, going up and down the stairs. Uh, is there any signage at all? Or do I have to, like, stop someone? Uh, you would have to stop someone. Or actually, oh, um... I'm just gonna shout, has anyone seen a vacuum? Like, at the the room. And see if that works. Can you go ahead and make me a luck check? I sure can. That's a one out of two. That's a pass. So, as you shout, does anyone have a, a vacuum? You see the attendant um, up on the balcony, on, like, that little second floor balcony, yeah. and she's holding a vacuum... Oh, sirs! I, I, oh, sir! I got it for you. It's right here. Brilliant! Thank you. Um, do I have to? Is she like bring it down already? Uh, she's like just coming out of the room on the other side. It's going to take her a couple of actions to get down. Oh, here. okay. Unless she runs up to the balcony and throws it to you. Uh, what's my strength? Yeah, no, she can. She can take her time. Okay. So I'll go. Um, by, I'll go wait by the the bell again. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's going to take longer for you to get it now. Eh, I'm out of actions, or if I, I'm pretty much out of actions, so I'll just wait at the bell. That's fine. Okay. I don't, I don't need it terribly urgently. I don't need it at all. <laughs> God damn it. Um. So, for those of you outside of the building fighting all this shit, um, you look inside of the portal, and as Marshall kind of runs up, he hits the, uh, he hits the water elemental and slices it in half. Wait, you mean the dome? And the water kind of drips to the ground and begins to reform. And just as he does that, roots begin to emerge from the 
the stone streets themselves and curl up from out of the ground and they bind him with uh with roots and you see that marshall uh is now bound and he gets hit by a beam of light that looks like it reflects a couple of times inside of the barrier and then hits him uh square in the face he's still up but he looks fairly damaged Alrighty then. Uh, what's the nearest thing to me? Um, the nearest thing to you would be the darkness elemental that just shot that fart cloud at Johnny. I'm gonna shoot that thing twice. 22 on the first one. Okay. 37 on the second one. Damn, Gina! Fuck! (laughs) Those both will hit. So you, uh, once again, as you're kind of like still a little bit stumbly and you're not sure just how like good your aim is, you take a moment to kind of center yourself and you let out two shots pretty quickly uh, between each other. The gun kind of recoils over over your uh, shoulder a little bit and uh, you see the the barrel of the gun kind of smoking a little bit afterwards, but you see two of these bright bolts of energy hit the center mass of the darkness elemental that's still spiraling around, and your energy gets caught in the vortex of it swirling around trying to control the fart cloud, Um, and quickly the light overtakes it and it disappears. Damn! The elemental disappeared? I did. Uh, with it, the fart cloud disappears as well, Jared. Question. I did good. Uh, yes. Flying uh, away from that thing and shooting it, was that two actions or one? Two. Okay, so I have one action left. Um, the shadow guy's dead. Cloud's not following me anymore. So there's the fire guy, and then Marshall is in the dome, nope. right? Fire guy's gone. You, there's the lightning elemental that's now directly underneath you. Okay. Um, and then there is a wood, water, and rainbow-colored elemental inside of the barrier. Well, it's inside of a barrier, so I assume there's not, probably not any way I can get in there. I'll shoot the uh, lightning one. Okay, go for it. Uh, 32. Um, It's hard to kind of get a read on this thing because it's just like a thin like crackling bolt of electricity that like moves with purpose. Um, So it kind of is just crackling about in its position. So it kind of crackles out of the way to dodge your bullet as it comes down towards it. And friends, can I have so uh, one more person do me a wild magic for when Marshall hit the, uh, hit the water elemental. I already did. Anyone? I'm out. Uh, 13 from the front. There we go. Oh no! I swear to fuck, if it's the horse again, are we on a boat no, now? No, dude, it's Dahomey. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> um, you all suddenly and unexpectedly are in a large rowboat <laughs> in the middle of the air. Single file. So in in the boat, it's it's Marshall, the three elementals that are left, Boots, Rex, Johnny, and Mr. G, all in a boat in the middle of the sky now careening back towards the ground. (laughs) 
<laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you said like a loaded tarot deck or something? No! <laughs> I fucking shuffled in between these two! I shuffled between both of these poles! I'm convinced that a tarot deck only consists of two cards after playing it's this game. It's the Six of Swords and the Knight of Pentacles, and there are no other cards. There's no other cards in the ta- Oh, and the world, I guess. Those are the only three cards that exist. I just want to jump in here real quick and clarify something that was never really clarified in this episode. There are 78 cards in a tarot deck, and each one has a random effect attached to it in Warplords. So I know that we mentioned boats and horses previous to this. Somehow, and I was not part of these previous campaigns, but somehow this damn boat and this horse just pop up constantly. It's just one of those things. Uh, If you play other tabletop games or other games of chance, I'm sure you've experienced similar situations uh so yeah uh let's jump back into it ironically i just broke the deck up to shuffle it again and the first card that i looked at graham was the world right as you said that (laughs) so um all the elementals are out are out of action (laughs) wait which elementals are alive still by the way the, the rainbow elemental, the wood elemental, and the water elemental. Okay. I was I was just asking because if if the fire elemental was still up, would the boat? Was the boat? <laughs> well, the boat is Holy sinking shit. because it's full of water elemental now. <laughs> no, We're the, taking on water. No, the boat is sinking because it's in the fucking sky. I don't know that. I know that boats with water in them sink. <laughs> Wait, do they not know that they're in the air now? Um, it took them a second to figure it out, but <laughs> the f- <laughs> but like all of you notice it after a second, but it more takes you by surprise. <laughs> um, and you guys are all kind of freaking out a little bit, except for fucking Johnny who could fly. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Whatever. Marshall can also fly, so it's like, oh my god, blackjack one out of one intelligence check. I know that we are in a shitty situation. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Even the drunk, dumb cat knows. If that's the case, Mister G is going to instantly try to grab onto Johnny's leg. I'm assuming he's flying and we're falling. I'm assuming. What, what do you want me to roll for that? It would be it would be a strength roll versus Johnny's agility if he resists. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jared. Is Johnny drunk at this point in the day? <laughs> what is he not? Uh, drunk? That's a good question. I mean, well, we just we've acted through most of his day, and he hasn't really taken a whole lot of swigs. That's because he's he was like right on the cusp of alcohol poisoning. Gotta let it even out first. As I recall, he woke up hungover slash probably still intoxicated, and I believe he put some whiskey into the coffee that was given to him. Yeah, a little bit. That was like the only note of you taking a drink. (laughs) Oh, that's true. I feel like I've just gotten so used to saying that he drinks bird banded. No, I know. That's why I I wanted to double check, because it kind of makes sense that we need to. Because I feel like you would have said it a lot more. Okay, let me roll. I'll roll a d12, and whatever that number is is how many drinks he's had. Three. So you've had three other drinks besides the one we talked about. Yeah. So you're you're a bit drunk. No, he's fine. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I was gonna say, as we careened in this boat towards the earth, 
and uh, Johnny noticed that Mr. G is trying to grab him. He says, Hey, Mr. G, how about you promise me you never ask me about that money again and I let you not die? Uh, Mr. G responds, Never. And he pulls out the box of imagination and turns it into cuffs. And one of the cuffs is going to be around his wrist and the other one's going to be around Johnny's foot. Because I'm assuming he's starting to fly, right? No, he's still he's still sitting there. He's still in the boat? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd rather die. I would rather die. <laughs> if you continue uh, this conversation, we're both going to die. <laughs> okay. This is the best fucking scene ever. We're going to have to redo the whole fucking podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was wondering if Danger wanted me to roll anything for that, but if he doesn't um, and it just happens, then gee, what happens? That's the thing word. is, I Jared failed his sense check, and you're behind him. He's had a couple of drinks already. I really don't think he would notice. Oh, okay. Well, he did just look at me though. Like he just made I eye mean, contact. I would assume, right? But and said that thing to me. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would necessarily know that's what's happening here. All right. Jared. Well, then. Well, then. Oh, okay. While maintaining eye contact, Jesus is gonna say, "Whatever, Birdman." Then we die together, and he <laughs> he cuffs them together. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dennis. <laughs> Yeah. To break up this amazing action and leave you all in suspense as you free fall in a fucking canoe. <laughs> um, Dennis, the the girl comes out through those those doors. Oh, oh, it's it's a long way to the storeroom when the elevators aren't working. Uh, here's your vacuum, sir. That'll be that'll be five gold. Thank you very much. Or five credits. Sorry. Uh, I I appreciate the urgency, even if. My associates are inconsiderate and stupid. I I was I was told the situation by our fair lady. Um so given the circumstance I, I thought that I would help. Um she did still say that we need money just in case it survives if we are still a business. Alright. Great. Which I, I pay that over. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Takes you a second. You lose five credits in this whole deal, yeah, I think it's okay. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And you take the you take the vacuum cleaner and you you kind of shuffle on out outside with the vacuum cleaner. Make me a sense check. <laughs> That's a big fail. It's a big old fail. <laughs> you look straight at the barrier that's still here. And none of your friends are around. None of the elementals are around. And Marshall is also gone. Uh, what kind of that important question? What kind of vacuum is, is it? it? A socket? <sighs> I don't have a good. Br- it's not a socket. Yeah. What a mess. It. Does it what use advanced cyclonic type technology? Um. So it, it's kind of got like a very. It, it's got like a very uh, oblong uh, teardrop shaped body with a hose uh, extension on the on the front of it. It's got two wheels. It's, a, it's like a single piece one though. It's not like a body with a hose yeah, and yeah. then the- I don't I don't have a good brand name. Um so it would just be Blue Recluse, Blue Recluse branded. It just has like the big silver spider on it. It's turquoise and and silver. The spider the killer. Stuff is. The spider sucker. Uh in that case, <laughs> 3000. There's like there's stairs leading up to the entrance of this building, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I was going to sit on the vacuum, but I guess I'll just sit on the stairs and wait for everyone to show back up. I don't know where they are. <laughs> well, you'll find out in a minute. Yeah, um, I sure will. 
<laughs> your your eyes do look up after a moment after you hear the undeniable sound of screaming. <laughs> And you look up to see a canoe in the sky. It's like a really long wooden boat. Danger? Yes. I'd like to request a picture of this canoe falling through the sky with all of us in a row in the canoe. Okay, that's fair. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely fair. Speaking of people that are on the canoe, Johnny is going to take another drink from his bird bin. (laughs) Calmly. As he considers how easily it would be to break Mr. G's arm and get the thing off. (laughs) Boots is going to have some wine because he thinks that the falling sensation is because of the wine. So more wine is the answer here. Of course. I mean, that's always the response. Um, Oh, wait, is the golden horse horse in the canoe? The gold horse is in the back of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the horse, guys. How can I forget about the golden horse? What if we got so the would, same one again? Would like the current boat be on another boat? It would be a different boat. So Johnny's gonna kind of just turn around, kind of like patty cake style. Um, is that the right term? Facing what, what? him, I guess, um, would be the more simple way to put that. Sorry, I I'm really distracted by you saying patty caking as far as a directional term. I mean, dude, I'm just thinking about, like, his general body like, language. Like, yeah, as are turned around like, to face Mr. G, yeah. squared up to Mr. G might be a good way to say it. I mean, yeah, squared up would be would be a better term. The, the concerning yeah. part is you thought of patty cake before face-to-face. That's the troubling part. All right, well, whatever. Uh, also, <laughs> let me. I'm going to do me. So, anyway, okay. uh, Johnny is going to say to Mr. G, Oh. All right, Mr. G, so what's it going to take to make you never bring this up ever again? I am not going to give up on this on this check. I need what's this check. What's it going to take? We're kind of just falling and probably going to die <laughs> because you're a stubborn little piece of shit. What's it going to take, Mr. G? Wait, let me, let me get this straight, Johnny. Johnny Law. Marshall, are you hearing this shit? You would rather, you would rather die and retain those credits. <laughs> If you really want to talk about this right now, why do you assume that you would, if you were part of my team, that you would make more than literally everyone else on my team, including me? Because I did a better job than any of you did put together. That's why. I saved the day. Wow, that's a great way to get the money. I will also say that Marshall, instead of sitting in the boat, is standing in the boat while it's in free fall, and he's currently attacking the elementals at the front of the boat. Yeah, he's occupied. He is riding the boat like a surfboard underneath him. Also, Mr. G already thought of the fact that Marshall was in the boat and a bird, but Mr. G didn't think that Marshall would be so selfish as to just fly off the boat and not try to help the rest of us. So he thought only Johnny would do that. That's why he attached himself to Johnny. (laughs) So what you're trying to say, Johnny, is that your life is worth less than 8,000 credits. I believe what I asked you is, what's it going to take for you to never bring this up again? Tell you what, is it money you want? I, will, I think it's 8,000 credits. I, I will give it's you literally 8,000 credits. It sounds credits. like he wants 8,000 credits there, bird boy. Uh, Rex is in the, in, in the back, and he's currently, like, the horse is behind him. The horse is freaking out. And you see he's trying to, like, get a hold of the boat itself to see if he can kind of navigate it while you're in the air. Um... <laughs> As you guys have this argument while free falling, eight thousand credits, Johnny. That's what it right, takes. Uh, 
Johnny jumps off of the canoe, bringing Mr. G with him. Free fall. <laughs> oh, he jumps off the canoe? Jumps off the canoe, free fall. Can we science for a G. second here? You, We wouldn't move faster than the canoe. We would move at the same speed as the canoe. The only thing we could yeah. do to change our speed would be to move slower than the canoe. I have wings, bro. I can aim us down. That's not how that works. Fuck it. Free fall. Okay, free fall then. <laughs> So you kind of just, like, scuba dive out of the side of the boat as it's free-falling. Can you make me a luck check? Blackjack. Oh, thank Christ. (laughs) You manage to not topple the boat over entirely as you foolishly (laughs) drop out of the boat. And then you begin to start free-falling at the same speed as the boat. Okay. It takes you a moment. Some dipshit tied his tied his fucking whatever to the right horse, huh? What's the expression? Mr. G is just staring coldly at Johnny as they're plummeting to the ground. <laughs> That's it. So you guys are just like bump in front, staring at each other. The hate is on. No, just uh, just arm in arm, like cuffed together, just plummeting to the ground. I assume Johnny's also looking at G, and they're just staring at each other. <laughs> hey, G, tell you what. <laughs> you probably would say that louder as the wind is just like in their yeah, face as they move quickly. G would respond, I can't hear you because of the wind. Well, I thought you'd be able to with those big ears. Anyway, I'll. Actually, I'll I can't you- hear you perfectly. I have, I have really good ears. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you everything I have from that as long as you promise never to do it again, because to be honest, I'd rather give you that than have to die here. Yes, Johnny, I I will accept the 8,000 credits. (laughs) Johnny's going to just break his hand and let go of the uh, thing so that he falls to his death. No, dude, you can't just break your hand. You'd have to cut your hand off. These cuffs are perfectly attached. It's not going to work the way you want it to. And you're going to have to give me a way how to break your wrist (laughs) through a solid, thick-ass metal, essentially, like, bracer on your arm he'll just use his beak to cut his hand off below the cuffs are you actually gonna bite your own fucking hand off right now of course i'm not i was kidding that would be ridiculous also we should have hit the ground like 20 minutes ago (laughs) yeah like you two are arguing as the ground is really closely approaching well all he has to do is agree it's fine once he agrees to what he said he'll do it otherwise they're gonna fall to their deaths once again, the situation is very difficult. You two are free-falling, and the ground is closely approaching. Yes, Johnny, I agree to that. I need the 8,000 credits, and I'll never talk about this ever again. We fall to our deaths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be as stubborn as you are. Either you agree to it or we die. Rip podcast. This is I the dumbest thing that's ever happened here, ever. <laughs> that is definitely not true. So Johnny closes his eyes. (laughs) He just stubbornly turns his head, crosses his hands. Danger, how close are we to the ground right now? Like, you're very close to the ground. You've been very close to the ground. All right. You guys have spent a lot of your free fall arguing and not coming up with a plan to save yourself. G just says, all right, well, fuck it. And then he grabs the box of imagination and turns it into a four foot long by four foot tall glider shape and grabs onto that in hopes that it's gonna work (laughs) so you basically try and make a sheet metal glider well it's gonna be very thin 
It's the box of imagination. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said yeah, sheet yeah, metal. like uh, yeah, planes are made of metal. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just confirming the the kind of style of how this wo- works, so I can picture it in my head. There's a lot of velocity problems involved with making this make sense, though. There's also a lot of velocity problems and science problems with us appearing in a boat several miles in the air. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's because of magic. And this is science. What you don't believe in science, Graham? <laughs> I need an explanation for science. That's literally the point of it. I do not believe in science. I'm a Republican. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yes, it looks it looks like a metal glider. He's gonna. It's a, it's a desperate effort. He's just gonna try to make this thing cushion the blow as much as he can. So, you're for a second you try and reach the button with your wrist and you're unable to and you just go, "Oh, fuck it." And you then slap your left wrist on top of it um as you're trying to be sneaky about it and quickly the box of imagination does start to transform. You're barely hanging on. You're hanging on with one hand here. Dylan. What? What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to rewind a couple of seconds, because that took way longer than it needed to. So I'm in a boat, falling through the air. I'm drunk. Yep. You're drunk. I'm shaped like a cat. You see Rex's, uh, the the fancy man Rex, who is behind you, he's trying to right the ship's course, and in front of you, you see uh, another bird man um, fighting all the elementals in the front of the of the boat. Okay. Can I get a shot at any of the elementals from my position? Mm, make me a luck check. Ten out of six. Your vantage point is very, very narrow. There's a very good chance you'll hit Marshall, but you could certainly try it. I'm going to try it. Okay. Three times. Oh, hello, explosion. 32 on the first one. That will miss... 30 on the second one. Second one will hit. 27 on the third one. 27 on the third one. Okay. Uh, the third one will also hit. So um, you narrowly avoid Marshall on the first one, but it just kind of goes to the left. The boat was kind of rocking a bit when uh, both Johnny and G decided to plummet out of it. Um, so the first shot goes off his skew and it messes up. Um, and then the second two, you manage to hit it straight on. Um, you hit the lightning elemental twice, and you see that energy kind of hit it, and it gets absorbed. You're not sure how effective it was. But it did create enough of an opening where Marshall stabs it through with his, like, violet-purple sword that looks like a long feather, and it stabs straight through it, and it is- dissipates. I'm going to take credit for that. <laughs> um, at this point, Marshall is still engaged with the other ones. Everyone brace for impact! If you guys can bail out, bail out now. Cool. And uh, I have to kill this so I can get that, that barrier down and get to the other side and help the townspeople. You guys get out of here. Save yourselves. Go back to Alyssa. Qua? No, no. It's not the time for, for this. Here, come on. Come on. We got we to gotta get out of here. Uh, and Rex picks you up, and he dives out as well. I do the th- thing that cats do where they, like, wiggle their forepaws around when you grab them. <laughs> um, so you're kind of like freaking out a little bit in your cat form while holding a gun <laughs> and a bottle of wine and a bottle of wine you're not amped about this um, and 
Rex kind of like tackles you out with him. Not not so violently as a tackle, but he he wraps you up with in both his arms. Um, you're diving out. And as this is happening, you see one of those metal plates is also coming out of the sky, and he sees it, and he bounces, he jumps you guys off of it, so he can angle himself to front flip you onto the ground. Mr. G, you're currently in the middle of gliding safely to the ground. Dennis, you see your companions in various level of freefall and finding a way to land safely. Just as all of you hear the sound of the ship, crash into that prismatic barrier made out of this like glowing pinkish rainbowy light in the center of the uh, in the center of the park you see marshall drive his sword through both of the last two elementals just as all three of them hit with the boat on the exterior of the portal a white light flashes over all of you and you are all kind of blown off of your pathway Jared, Johnny is, like, looking at the ground, not ready to, like, give up his life over 8,000 credits, but damn, he doesn't want to give Mr. G that satisfaction, and suddenly, (laughs) just as you're about to hit the ground, beak first, the barrier next to you explodes, and a gust of wind kind of carries you like a sea of, like, pillows as you're about to hit, and you are kind of tumbled and blown into the base of the steps outside of the blue recluse headquarters mr g you're sent off of your course and you crash into the ground albeit safe um you're a little bit like off to the left it worked dylan you and rex as you dove out and were about to land perfectly on the ground are blown backwards and you are toppled back towards the steps as well so jared yeah as you see your brother hit you see a portal of darkness appear around him. The portal of darkness itself has these black hands with red pinstripes on them and long claw-like fingers grab at him, and they grab him, and you see the ship and Marshall get sucked up into this black portal when he hits it. At no point have you seen any sort of black portal appear when hitting the barrier. This is very weird. Your brother is gone. Well, fuck. And you didn't kill yourself. <laughs> Would be really nice if some asshole hadn't fucking handcuffed me the whole time so I could have actually done something. God damn it, I hate Mr. G even more. Wait, is that is that Johnny Law's voice? <laughs> That's his tra- train of thought. <laughs> After witnessing his brother disappear as he did nothing about it, thanks to Mr. G. Where is Mr. G in relation to, uh, to Johnny Law? Uh, you're probably about, like, 50 feet or so away from Johnny at this point, who was just kind of looking up uh, where there was once a large prismatic barrier, uh, and now there is nothing. He just kind of looks on a little bit shocked and stunned. So, like, no idea where he went? Make me an intelligence check. Fail. No fucking clue, dude. Probably not good, though. Doesn't seem great. Does Mr. G uh, notice that Marshall is gone? It takes you a moment after the dust literally and figuratively settles. Um, The boat is gone. The horse is gone. No, the horse. (laughs) The portal is gone. The elementals are gone. And Marshall is gone. Mr. G is going to walk over to Johnny with the hang glider in his hand. And then as he walks over to him, he's going to press the button. It's going to fold back into a little cube. He's going to be like a... Johnny's going to punch him in the face. 
Sorry about your. Let me at least finish my line. I don't care. Do Sorry <laughs> about your uh, your brother, uh, Johnny. Does he punch me in the face? He's gonna. St- I, I assume he's not gonna stop trying to punch you. So please, he's gonna punch roll. him in the face one time. He deserves the one. Okay. I mean, like I'm. You guys gotta roll for it, but please, yes, roll for it. He's kind of drunk. He probably missed. Mister G will. Mister G will take this punch. Okay. Well, if a he's- nine is high enough. No, Mr. G's Mr. G's failing is uh he's failing it on purpose. He 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 gets it. He's not the most empathetic guy, but he gets it. You take a drunken punch to the face. Just fucking takes it. What a guy. Wait, can I can I roll to see how gracefully I could take it though? You can make an agility check for me to see how you take the punch, sure. Okay. You start crying immediately. Because I want to just like take the butt the punch but be like cool about it, not be like, ow. <laughs> Would that be in character though? That doesn't really. Oh seem god ugly. damn it! There it is. I failed. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. I even Woo! gave you the agility check to give you a better chance at being stoic for this, and no. Oh jeez. You you go up and and you kind of prepare yourself for the punch you're expecting to get. It hits you much harder and instantly, like a little bit of spit on the ground. You are knocked a little bit off balance. Um. You do not take it as stoic as you were hoping. But you do take it. Yeah. Well, Mr. G kind of like uh, recovers and spits out some blood and just kind of rubs his face. And I don't know. doesn't say anything else to Johnny. Johnny reaches into his pocket and pulls out a credit card that says any way you want it company card. And he throws it at him and walks towards the rest of the group. (laughs) Do any of you guys else? Does anyone else do something at the moment? I I Um, sure do. I'm in the background, right? You're sitting on the steps as all of your companions are kind of blown in your general direction as you see the aftermath of all that. So the happen. first the first moment of silence right after Mr. G gets punched in the face, I just say, I got the vacuum. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's a little it's a little late for that. Johnny sips on his bird bin for four four straight seconds of alcohol drinkage. Um, Rex kind of brushes off and looks about and he goes, Huh. Well, that wasn't that, that wasn't as expected, huh? Oh crap, Alyssa. Hey, we gotta go. Everybody get inside. Hey, but what about what about Johnny's brother? He's we're not gonna look into this at all? We're not gonna like See? Fine. Look, if you want to look into into it, go for it. See if you can figure anything out. I'm going to go report back to her. What about is the, he, the planet is still dying? Is he telling us to get in the canoe? I thought the canoe was gone. No, he <laughs> said get inside. <laughs> oh, get inside. I thought he meant like the canoe. <laughs> like this is our vehicle of transport now. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> it's pulled by Here we are again on the space canoe. <laughs> uh, Johnny keeps going that way. As instructed. Yeah, as everyone runs uh, like runs into the building, G's firstly going to look around, make sure no one's watching, and definitely pick up the any way you want it card and put it in his put it in his pack. But then he's going to go over to the site of where the portal opened, and then take out that book of uh, portal magic that Alyssa Moon's here let him keep, and see if like he can cross reference any. Anything he sees, like any diagrams that were drawn, any sort of like runes or ritualistic imagery, something like that. One sigil that 
is cross-referenced in the book. It is the ritual that you have the least information about after the information that she helped kind of guide you through briefly. But there is um, kind of a diagonal almost pattern. I'm going to draw it. So essentially, it's a, a black diamond with a thin-lined diamond under uh, around it. And then from the bottom of the diamond is essentially a very wonky W. And then there are three straight lines that go through the whole thing. And I'll send you a picture of it. Um, you see this kind of burned into the ground. Can I like, uh, do I know what that is? Can I make like a, a check or you can make an, you can make an intelligence check on it. Um, Jared, I assume Johnny is looking into the same things, correct? No, he went inside. Oh, you went inside. So you don't investigate your brother disappearing. Uh, he, he looked at it. He rolled the, in- yes. <laughs> he rolled the intelligence and he did not understand it. So. I don't really know what he would he would gain by sticking around. I assumed that that was like what happened. I don't know. This is behind beyond my comprehension. G wouldn't have been looking into this if Johnny was right there. He wants to. He's kind of like doing this solo. No, I mean that's that's fine. I'm I'm fine to leave it this way. That's it's better if Mr. G investigates it out of guilt, <laughs> and Johnny's too busy drinking to think that that would be a good idea. Well, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like it's entirely for you, but. Um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, he got okay. a three and a two on that knowledge on that knowledge check, so three out of three out of eight, uh, seven. Um, it seems violent. Um, for some reason, Mister G has seen this before. Except as soon as you start to kind of like try and trace where the memory comes, you start to hear and feel like a buzzing in your head, and you quickly uh, get a headache. Ugh, the buzzing. It has been a while since you've experienced the buzzing yeah g quickly jots down these notes i got a good buzz going on right now (laughs) definitely seems like this might be related to a location more than anything else it doesn't look like any runes you know so you can kind of eliminate that unless it's something that's from somewhere else that's specific to it yeah g g jots down the notes and then walks inside all of you take your various times to get inside but after you uh you rush inside the uh the girl is still a little bit out of breath from running to get you uh the vacuum cleaner um and she just looks up have have you all dispatched of those those elementals outside well i assume g would be not there quite yet like he's just walking in the door yeah johnny is sloppy at this point staggering somewhat (laughs) uh but how cute is she Oh, let's see. Let me let me roll for it. She's a solid seven out of twelve. I mean, yep. A uh, bro sounds like my kind of girl. A <laughs> uh, bro. I raise so, a kitty eyebrow in her general direction. Enchanté, Dylan. You've been drinking wine, so this girl is probably much more appealing to you due to the booze. Of course. Factor that in. She's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> With the power of alcohol, anything is possible. So that down. <laughs> Love the it's not true, boys and girls. So Rex speaks up. We have we've just disposed of the elementals. Where is Alyssa? Oh, um, she is. Uh, she's starting to get everything thing ready um she just she got the power to the service elevator on if you guys all want to if you want to 
head down and meet her down there. Uh, while this is happening, uh, G's disassembling the vacuum for spare parts. I don't think you are. I didn't give you the vacuum. You have to pay me for it. <laughs> wait, wait, why? You retrieved the vacuum. Late, might yeah. I add, because we ended up almost plumbing to our death in I wasn't a late, canoe. I was just early to go into the sky or whatever the fuck you guys were doing. Give give me the vacuum, Stenson. Stenson. I had to pay for it. Cough up the money. You can have the vacuum. You had to pay for that that vacuum. You didn't have yeah. to. You didn't have to pay for that vacuum. Do I? Do I believe him? Do I believe he had to pay for the vacuum? Are you really gonna try and oppose me on a speaking thing? <laughs> He's wondering um, if he believes him. He's a politician, so everything he says is true. If <laughs> he, it doesn't sound like he's lying to you when he says that he had to pay for the vacuum. While they argue, Johnny walks into a corner and takes a pee. He's been drinking <laughs> a lot. He doesn't have time to find the bathroom, and he doesn't really give a shit. He finds a corner. In what the what? Fuck? So while these two are arguing about a vacuum, and there's a bird pissing in the corner, there a cat has been a drunk cat has been standing there winking at this girl. Just nonstop. Oh, she looks very uncomfortable. That's true. I'm going to lean back and look at her and be like, right? I had to pay for this. No, he he did. He paid me the five credits for the vacuum, like I asked. All right. Well, enjoy your vacuum then. Um, I believe we have a uh, a world to save. And then he looks at the, the bird cop pissing in the corner. <laughs> uh, Danger. Yeah. So can I return the vacuum? Get my five back? <laughs> Do you have your receipt, dude? <laughs> do you, you do you ask her? How do you how do you ask her? So I know we literally just went through all this, but that that idiot over there that wanted the vacuum really bad doesn't seem to want it badly enough, and I don't have a use for it. And I'm sure you could sell it for more than five to someone else when they need it. Um, just return this. I mean, normally we don't. It's such a process to do returns, but given the situation, I sure sure. The world's just fine. Ending. Sure, I'll do a return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Well, well you, yeah, the world was ending. Why did you charge us for a vacuum? <laughs> she did say that usually it would cost more before. So I would imagine returning it is almost doing them a favor because they can get more money for it. I mean, maybe. They, they might be able to. Planet might die. Who knows? Eh. I mean, we are going to go and save the planet. Like, that's our next step, so... I don't believe the planet is actually dying. I think it's all like in Sokyo and hoax. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. Would a urine stream, what would the stat be tied oh, to that? Oh, God. Uh, I'm not giving you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ashamed of you. I'm all set. Vitality. We're moving on. Hey, hey, Danger, <laughs> I have a more pertinent question for you. I is, have maybe an answer for you. Is anyone reacting to the fact, aside from G, who... <laughs> You paid it some attention, reacting to the fact that Johnny Law is peeing in the corner of the room. Um, Rex isn't looking in that direction, although he de definitely smells it after a moment. Um, I don't think Dennis has looked that way yet. Boots is trying his best to flirt with a woman that is actively disgusted with him. She <laughs> notices after Dennis starts talking about the vacuum, she looks on to see the bird man peeing in the corner and just accepts the return to get you out of the lobby as quick as possible. The world's ending. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what the people? <laughs> oh my god. Alright. You guys all follow Rex through the other side of the door. You are led down a small staircase underneath the pews that you were interviewed in uh, 
by Alyssa just at this point, like an hour ago, since all it started happening. Uh, the ground is still shaking around you as you all walk down this uh, small single-file staircase, uh, and then you are led to a small uh, a small elevator. It is a tight, cramped fit for all of you to be in the elevator at once. It is upsetting. It smells like alcohol and piss in here. <laughs> I wonder why. It is unpleasant. <laughs> Who put that there? It is a long, uncomfortable ride down what seems like forever. Given the circumstance, given the fact that you these earthquakes grow stronger and stronger the more the longer you're in the elevator, it is it, it definitely seems like you're going a great distance underneath the ground. So what you're saying is it's one of those comedy shots that's like a five minute long take of just us standing in awkward silence. Yeah, I really assumed it was an awkward silence for the whole thing given what just happened. Hey, man, when the world's ending, you don't go and ask to find a bathroom. You just fucking go get moving. Yeah, most people in role-playing games don't talk about going to the bathroom much at all. Hey, well, some people want more immersion. This is the immersion (laughs) that we need. For all of the people who wanted more immersion listening to our podcast, I'm sorry that's the immersion Jared gave to you. (laughs) I would say they're fully immersed, drenched even. You are down into an open hangar that seems to be incredibly spacious. You're not quite sure how large this hangar is, but you see uh, fluorescent lights down here. You see rafters. You see people like rushing about and working. Um, and you all see spaceships all down here. Ships that you have never seen ships that you could only kind of dream of stuff that you don't see in normal day occurrences uh stuff that looks like it's outfitted to go off of the planet which is unheard of on your planet so it's like the area 51 scene in independence day yeah you guys are all down here you take in this scene there's commotion all around you you all think mr g might have a boner being around all these uh unknown inventions um <laughs> why me <laughs> the engineer i wonder why <laughs> why me <laughs> why it's... me because literally your character <laughs> it's just my cargo pockets guys it's just my cargo pockets it's not that kind of pickle g would uh turn to McMaster and be uh, and say what what exactly are we doing down here Rex Alyssa's down here she's preparing the ships yes but I'm, what are we doing down here are you are we are we getting on these ships do you want to die i don't i do not want to die i don't well <laughs> we're going to get off world and you know what we're going to do we're going to save this planet we're going to get back the relics that were taken from us and we're going to save this planet no matter what it takes. G looks around to the rest of the uh, the rest of his team and goes, "Uh, all all right then." Don't worry. There are more with me. They're off. They're already preparing the ship. I kind of just like mutter, "Thank Christ." <laughs> Johnny mutters to himself, like mid swig. I twirl around and turn into my master thief form. You kind of like <laughs> fall over after you like twirl and turn into a boy and get into your costume and all your nonsense. And like your mask is slightly askew. So the bunny ears are going off in like one direction, not straight up. It's all, it's a whole thing. Whoa. Is this guy? Oh, how, how are you doing little guy? Hey, where'd you come from? Oh, Jesus Christ. I am a master thief. Yeah, you got away, didn't you? 
fuck? <laughs> How did you do you that? You didn't catch me, did you? Uh, I did. You got away. <laughs> um, can we uh, can we go to the ship now? Avoid yeah, this. <laughs> shave this planet. Shave it. Rex just kind of looks and watches that happen, and looks at the two people who are drunk. You, you two may want to lay off that for the next little bit. Lay off it. Come on, follow me. I'll get you to the sapphire. Sapphire? I think it's jewels, and I'm looking for them so I can steal them. You guys follow Rex for a short distance. After uh, after just a, a a few moments, you see a group of people who are standing uh, outside with Alyssa. And you see this large, chunky spaceship that looks like uh, these long metal plates on it are actually made out of sapphire itself. On the back of it is this like large oh. engine that comes around the back of it, and you can see inside of there is housed some um, glowing blue orb that has all of these different kind of interlocking shackled rings around it. It's very reminiscent of the portal. Hey, Danger? Yes. I cast Steel on the spaceship. I got a 15. Gotta love those size. <laughs> I mean, this I is where your DMingness can just say no. <laughs> you can't oh no, steal I'm absolutely okay itself. with him trying to steal a spaceship because no. <laughs> yeah. What if? What if, what if it's way it? more than a fifteen? You immediately look at it and you try and get your grimy little paws on it, your grimy little magical steel paws on it. And you just kind of, like, grasp the outside of it and touch the cold steel, and you cannot move this ship. You cannot steal this ship. It was way more than a fucking 15. I tried. If he succeeded, it probably would have just moved, like, 100 Right, like, it would have moved a little bit, or it would have crushed him. Either way, it's a bold move, Cotton. You walk around, and you see Rex walk up to that group. Once again, when you turn the corner, you see Alyssa standing there talking to them. Um, you see five people standing there talking to Alyssa, um, and as you walk up, Rex kind of nods to all of them, and then he looks at Alyssa and he bows. I hope to get rid of the elementals outside. Your men are currently tr- uh, working their way around the city now that that barrier's gone. These ones may cause a bit of trouble, but I'll take them on, on my ship. I'll keep them in line. And... Alyssa kind of nods, and she turns and she walks over to you. You see Rex now turn around talking to the other ones. Thank you for doing everything uh, that you could out there, gentlemen. I do appreciate it. Unfortunately, the circumstances are grim. Right now, we are in an all-out mode of survival. We're trying to get as many people off-world as possible with these ships, as we don't know what's going to happen to the world in the coming days. I am going to stay behind and keep the planet alive as long as I can, but I have instructed Captain McMasters here to lead an expedition to recollect the stolen relics through the galaxy. Unfortunately, the other captains aren't here yet, so you will be the first ones to venture out into space. We will be behind you shortly. I say we. I won't, but I do wish you all luck. Please, make haste. Get get the relics back and bring them back here so we can save the planet. I, I can't let it die. So you're going to be staying here? The situation of the planet itself is dire. If I'm not here, 
keeping it physically together, it will crumble, crack, and break before you all are able to search for the relics and recover them. Wow. Pretty heavy lift there. I I won't be completely alone, so to speak, but it's definitely not going to be an easy job, but I am not envious of your position either. Oh, I I meant us. I meant it's pretty heavy lift for us to, you know, have to save the world and all. Oh, oh. So you're not talking about the heavy lifting of me me keeping a planet together. No, you're you're a god. Great. Right? I mean noted. <laughs> Alyssa won't remember that. Well <laughs> off you go then. Hey, Alyssa. What? Marshall disappeared, and I am incredibly upset. I got drunk. Okay, you don't sound any bit. <laughs> you almost sound a bit happy about it. Ah, do declare. <laughs> he's saying this with his eyes like half half closed over, and he's kind of yeah. just staggering as he says that. <laughs> Your brother was also going to pilot one of our ships if anything like this ever happened. So losing him is a big blow. It certainly blows. <laughs> and don't worry, I haven't forgot in about the thing on my ass. Cool. Good, I wouldn't expect you to at this what? point. He gives her a wink and then a thumbs up. All of all of you look incredibly confused as this happens. Did you does Dennis audibly say what, Graham? Yes. Okay. It just so happened that I cleaned him out of uh, all of the money he had as well as all of the funds for his business. So I told him that when the time came that he he would help me out with a favor. Both him and Kenny. Oh, actually, Johnny, speaking of... Yeah. You see her finger begin to glow red hot, just the tip of it, as she holds it up. He, cr- he winces a little bit. Oh, from the other side of the hangar, you hear the sound of Kenny Doggins. He comes back and Kenny is now with all of you as well. Oh, hey guys. Alyssa, you, you rang? And you see he holds up his paw, and there's, like, a sigil marked into Kenny's paw that is the same red-hot color as Alyssa's finger. And then she kind of fizzles it out. Kenny was involved as well. Taking all of their money was was quite fun, although I, I can't say I really relished in it. I would have paged both of you for this situation regardless. At least you can be together. Wait, so you're saying that this, and he takes out the any way you want it, company card that this is worthless not necessarily it just doesn't have any credits currently on it if the planet survives and they're able to go back into business i'm sure that the credits would be loaded right back onto that card again unless they change their banks or something (laughs) (laughs) call in a stolen lost or stolen card it's the first thing he did. <laughs> he was pretending to pee against a corner, but really what he was doing was using his burn phone. <laughs> his burn phone? <laughs> no, dude, he just he just tweeted it. He tweeted it. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh. All right, Mr. G puts the card back in his pack and looks a little dejected. <laughs> well, I guess the fate of the planet's more important than money at this point. Given the situation, I don't expect all of you to do the whole saving the planet thing pro bono, so the recluse will be um, sending funds into your credits accounts um, daily to to keep your search going and to help you out. 
as long as it can it as long as it can connect to the ship you should be fine oh so like a a stipend isn't it a stipend stipend do i stipend? know the word wrong? stipend 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 a stipend so it's like C-I-P-E-N-D. like a stipend yeah sorry to correct you i just didn't want you to sound like a dumbass yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've never been given a stipend. Where were you when Mr. G chose his voice, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't going for cool. I didn't think it was a cool voice. Alyssa just kind of looks over you one last time with a longing look, and she kind of nods her head. I need to get back to the surface, and I need to start preparing. Um, all of you load up and and get ready good luck okay (laughs) and she turns and she leaves oh shit i should have asked her to get my other ass cheek even it out rex turns and he walks back over after Alyssa kind of uh takes that moment to to speak with you all all right i'm gonna introduce you to the the crew um we don't have much time so we'll we'll get more acquainted on the ship itself um this here is Nora. Nora's the second in command. She built the ship, and she's the chief technical officer of the ship. Mr. G, if you have any questions or have any way to help, I saw that thing you did there with that box and that whole water spout. I think you could be of some good help there to uh, to Nora. Oh yeah, the, the box of imagination. One of one of many things that you could get at the uh, Mr. G's Emporium. Fifty percent off. Uh... Everything must go. And he remembers that it's probably fucked right now. <laughs> you're, you're you're plugging your shop right now? I mean, maybe when we get back, it's not broken, sure. But now, the person in charge of our shields and our defenses, this here is Anna Maria. She kind of comes up and she nods. Uh, she nods. Uh, sorry, I didn't describe either of these, these people yet. Um, Nora is probably about an average height um, human. Currently, she's wearing, like, a grease and stained oversized sweatshirt and sweatpants. The next person who comes up, total opposite, she stands to be just under six feet tall, you'd think. She's wearing armor that's kind of patched together from different types of metal. Anna Maria here is in charge of defenses, as I mentioned. She's also a mean drunk. Be careful, boys. And here we got our gunner. And... Our information gatherer, Alvis, and you see a um, slender, blonde, short, uh, short cropped she. Um, he looks to be muscular but thin. Think probably like the build of a proper Iron Fist. That's not the dude who they cast for Iron Fist. This here is Rebecca. She studies in all things arcane, and it might be good to have someone who knows their way about magic a little bit more than I do. Um, and you see a short, um, chubby Asura girl with, like, this, like, grayish-purple skin and, like, dark black hair. She has, like, small little pointed horns, and she has two psychic arms. Um, um, he- hello. Um, I hope all of you are doing well, given, given the circumstances. And, uh, the last one, the most important one who stands out, uh, is a large, hul- like, hulking orc greenish gray skin scars everywhere uh he's got greasy hair he's got like a a a messy unkempt ponytail on the top of his head and he's holding a giant pot last but not least this one here's uh the chef 
uh, the, the, the chef on board. Uh, this here is Grooks. He is the one who cooks. And then Grooks <laughs> just kind of waves. Hello, <coughs> me Grooks. What your favorite food? Uh, I like I like a, a protein powder that gives me all the sustenance I need. It's easy. Johnny swigs his bird bin. <laughs> J'aime le vin et du poisson. Ouais. What stuff are you good at making, Grooks? You'd go for gin, too. Grooks hope you like chili. Grooks good at making chili. Make chili. And he's, like, scratching favorite. his head trying to listen to all of the stuff that you mentioned. And he doesn't understand a word Boots says. He doesn't <laughs> understand why anyone wouldn't eat food like Mr. G. He sees the merit in alcohol, but also understands the importance of food and looks confused there. <laughs> le wine et le fishies. Yeah. Fishy, fishy, oh, fishy, oh fish. Fish. Grooks not know. Not good with words. Good with season, so. And he kind of like Level. points down at and you. Good with chili, apparently. Dude's great at cooking chili. That big old <laughs> cast iron pot is just the chili pot. Um, there's not anything in there currently. Grooks, and I show him like inside my coat. There's a pepper grinder, some salt, a stick of butter, <laughs> and a whole baguette. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He looks and he kind of nods, and Rex just kind of looks over everyone. I'm sorry that I have to have to cut all this a bit short. Let's get into let's get into some positions here and let's let's get flying. Hopefully we can catch their tail while it's still hot. And you all are ushered into the ship. Oh, are we chasing someone down? What? Do we know who did this? Someone breached our portal. We were going to I'm going to start by flying us up there and seeing what we can find. All right, let's uh let's do it then. You all load up um and as you're all getting into the ship and starting to get your bearings on the ship a little bit, um Rex comes up and he starts to he starts to look over everyone um and he starts to kind of assign positions to everyone. Um <clears throat> Mr. G, I'm going to have you accompany Anna and Nora in the engine room to make sure that everything's working in tip-top shape. Is that acceptable? Oh, ab- absolutely. I I'm sure I could be a be of use down there. I I'm sure that you will make a great addition. I have no doubt. You are kind of left there. You all see Grooks go off somewhere near where the where all of your rooms are. Um, you all pick rooms real quick and kind of put your stuff down real quick. Um, everyone else is kind of brought up to the bridge. I'm going to have both of you be on the comms and be on the, uh, the scanners. You're going to be our eyes in the sky. You got it, boss. Boots? I see two skies right now. <laughs> You're a bit handier with that pistol than I think you you know. I'm going to have you go into the munitions room with Alvis. Très bon. So you'll be our gunner and senator. Yo. I'm going to have you answer the comms. Obviously run everything through me, but I yep. think that your gift with speech might be a little bit better than my acting prowess. <laughs> Probably a logical thought process on it. Great. Everyone, let's buckle up, let's buckle in and get ready to fly. So we go to our stations now? Yeah, you guys go to your stations. So, is there, like, a button to accidentally do the comms? You don't have a button for the comms. Oh, okay. I thought I was doing comms. Kenny does. I intentionally push any buttons at my station to see what they do. Luckily, Dylan, none of the weapons are loaded. 
but the, <laughs> the, the fucking gunner pit you're in moves up slightly and it looks like it locks into position and you see a whole bunch of stuff on the screen like a lock on target and you're like oh <laughs> like what did i do what happened why why <laughs> yeah another independence day moment yeah unintentional (laughs) kenny i just feel tired all the time and i don't really enjoy doing any of the things that used to make me happy (laughs) i was going to accidentally push the button while leaning against it and have him say that no keep having your conversation i do like where it's going ever since i got back from being undercover everything's just been shit yeah, getting getting kicked off the force was a, definitely a low point for me there too, bud. Oh man, that was nothing. It's really just the nightmares that I keep having. Nightmares? That's why I drink so much. Same ones? Yeah. Damn dryads. Hey, we'll get them when we get back. Or hey, maybe luck will be on our side for once, Johnny. <laughs> maybe they'll just all be dead when we get home. You want a drink? We're probably not going to actually have to use these comms. No, I'm I'm not going to drink right now. I'm... Yeah, suit yourself, buddy. <laughs> I'll drink two for you. And I'm going to pour one out for my brother, be... too. He pours some bourbon on the ground. Be careful, or you're going to be as sick as a dog. Ah, you got me again. <laughs> this conversation happens, and Rex just kind of, like, goes, You're the one who's going to be in for a sore stomach there, Johnny, if you keep drinking. But please, stay on the station. That <laughs> and, and make sure you locate the enemies as they approach us. <laughs> Johnny just kind of like shrugs. Like, I would do something about it if I could, but I seemingly can't. <laughs> I can't do anything about my drinking problem. Drinks more. <laughs> Nothing that's can basic- be done here. That's basically what he's doing. Finish his flask. <laughs> he slows down. Naturally. The ship starts up. You all hear Rex... Uh, Rex kind of opens everything up uh, and you feel the jets start to go. You feel the door close behind you and it is kind of ferried into a position in the middle of the room and there are these large tracks and you feel the turbines begin to like shake the ship more and more and you feel the vibrations under your feet as you all strap in and get ready to go in your various parts of the ship and suddenly you all see a door open up and you see the open ocean and you see all of those plates are still one by one crashing into the ocean, creating heavy waves and just water is flowing around everywhere and the ship jets off and you rapidly start to approach the ocean. That's kind of like coming up the beach a little bit violently and coming into the hangar itself now. And you fly out. And after a moment, you see Rex kind of jerk the ship to the left to dodge one of these large tiles coming off of the portal itself. He flies to the right to dodge another one. You begin to fly through those thick clouds, the cities growing smaller and smaller underneath you. You start to, like, see the destruction of the ground below you and just see how bad the damage is. And it looks very, very rough. The world underneath you, as you begin to uh, disappear away from it a little bit in going up into the atmosphere, you see these large cracks or fractures in the world itself. And you see, as you're flying away from the, the planet, you guys manage to fly straight through one of the breaks in the portal. Looking over everything, you just see wires, glass, uh, metal, and just damage. All of the lights are out, and you see everything is just kind of barely hinging and hanging on together. It looks like a couple of pieces that you're flying past are like about to break off, and everything gets small. 
you're on the outside and you see essentially this like cracked jeweled egg that is your planet. Those metal silver beams that surround the planet itself still stand and you see smoke billowing out of a ship on the side of the of the planet itself. You see the smoking ship and you know this the ship itself is called Red Eagle Bay. It is the first line of defense for people entering and going to the portal. You see a giant circular hole in the back of Red Eagle Bay and smoke billowing out of it. You all hear Rex come over the comms there for a moment. It looks as though they came in from there. That's how they were able to slip through the portal unnoticed. Seems like they took Red Eagle Bay first. You hit space and like gravity becomes weird for a minute as you're all weightless for the first time. Uh, Jared, can you make me a vitality check? Can... Dylan, can you also make me a vitality check? Uh, fail. Also fail. You guys get sick. <laughs> Please describe this in intimate detail. Nope. nope. All right, um, so it's zero gravity. So his projection. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just globules. Nope. You know that noise a nope. cat makes when it nope. when it's sick. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I don't. I don't want to know. We're not going to find out. You guys get sick. It's gross. It's no. disgusting. So you guys don't um, have like beaks. Kind of have nostrils. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna to go hard no it's here cool. too. I muted him. Yeah. <laughs> did you actually? Oh, good. I did. I mean, I wasn't gonna finish it. The jets turn back on. You proceed to move forward. After a moment, you all see like a shimmering tear. Um, it honestly looks like claw marks slashed a hole in space itself. And on the other side, uh, you see like this. Enticed, like all these enticing bright colors coming from the other side. Can I steal it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even Boots knows he can't steal that shit, alright? <laughs> you can't steal a rip in the dimension. You can't do it. You just can't. If Carmen San Diego can steal abstract concepts, why can't I? Alright, fine, Dylan. Fucking roll it. Because <laughs> Carmen San Diego's a master thief. You're a cat. <laughs> Fifteen. Great! Guess what? I exploded four times, Dylan. Fucking way more. <laughs> no, you don't steal the rip in the dimension. I didn't expect to be able to succeed, but I want to try, damn it. And you did. It was not close. Give me a second while I roll every d12 I own. <laughs> anyway, you guys uh, are all sitting there floating in space for a moment. And Rex looks at, like, kind of cocks his head in the cockpit. Well, I I guess this settles where they came from. Huh. Let's check this out. What do you all say? Seem like a sound decision? Uh, what? Sure. G looks to Nora and says, uh, do you think that's, uh, advisable? We have no other leads. This seems to be the sketchiest thing so far in space. So, I mean, maybe this is still open because of that. I mean, has Rex at least played a role as an astronaut at some point, or is this just kind of like, you know, his uh, his retirement path here? I don't... He was part of the Lunarian military, so he has known a bit of space combat, but not much. He's got loads more experience than any of us, though. Alright, well, uh, all my concerns have been uh, been abated, so I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Great. Let's, let's do I'm, this. I'm so glad that didn't sound sarcastic at all oh no i'm 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 good let's let's do this <laughs> i'm just as nervous rex just goes all right everyone hold on 
I haven't done this before. And he kind of like cranks the, uh, cranks the, this steering shaft of the ship forward. And you all, uh, immediately kind of rocket straight into it. By the way, that's the top five things you don't want to hear your pilot say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is welcome. (laughs) So as soon as this happens, she goes, this is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> you guys enter like a state of light speed almost for a moment as you ricket like rocket straight through the portal and all of those colors. So like those turquoises, those pinks, those orange, those reds, like all of those like bright rainbowy saturated colors become just lines of this pure color. Um, and your ship is outlined in white as you reach terminal velocity in this ship and you break through to the other side through the rips. Like you just go right through it. No issues. You hit no turbulence and you fly around and, and you're uh, kind of coming off this like maximum speed for a moment. And your ship begins to slow down for just a second uh, and kind of enter into the outside kind of radius of the galaxy. You guys get a, pretty okay view of a whole bunch of planets or planetoids that are in this general spatial sphere. Johnny, Kenny, do you see anything on the radar? Uh, I assume that I'm rolling to see if I see anything on the scanner, correct? Correct. Also, uh, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I roll twice for drunkenness? Yeah, please. I'm assuming he's also choosing the shittier of the two. (laughs) Well, obviously, that's... (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah. He almost passes, like, one of his eyeballs is looking at it, but the other one's just all fucky. And he does (laughs) not pass. Okay. I'm getting too old for this shit. You don't see any, uh, like, you're kind of trying to look at the comms as best as you can, and you don't see anything. Kenny, however, um, sir, it it does appear that there's something... approaching from the rear and you guys are all kind of like taken in by this universe you see an amalgam of like pirate ships that is built together and it is like some large hulking mass and there are a couple of planetoids that are kind of like move that are like close to it and it dwarfs the planets in size it's so many ships put together I'm going to start pressing buttons trying to figure out how to turn the guns on. <laughs> Make me a luck check. This is going to go really well. It's going to go great, I bet. Three out of six, pass. Uh, you do manage to turn on the gun, and you do manage to load a gun. I'm going to try to shoot my gun now. Uh, you push the button to shoot the gun. Can you roll me? Uh, yeah, what's your, uh, what's your agility? It's a six. C, right? It is a okay. C. Can you roll me three die, please? And give me the total. 31. You manage to fire, like, one of the one of the cannons, and you see a bright, sapphire, bluish-purplish beam jettison out of your gun in your gunner seat, and you just hear Rex go, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Hey! Boots, what the, sh- what the shit? No! Don't attack! What? Come on, man! <laughs> Stealthy approach. We're we're doing recon. Kenny, what did you what did you see on the radar? Oops. Uh, he he said he saw that we seemed to have a tail, and he kind of looks over at him and kind of just thumbs up like he made a dog pun. Kenny, um, 
because he's your best bro, does give you a thumbs up, but he does look a little bit miffed. Like, I mean, I could have said that, but he does, he gives you a reluctant thumbs up for the pun. Dylan, after a moment, you see your shot kind of trail in the general direction of the amalgam of pirate ships, and um, it hits the exterior of it, but you see, like, hexagonal almost like patterns with runes inside of them appear and then your shot is kind of absorbed uh, captain 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 uh yeah um that tail it's it's getting closer we need we need to move we need to go all right you got it we're gonna outrun these these fools so what i want everyone to do because we're now in a chase in a ship what i want you all to do is this is something fun i did for did for the ship everybody roll me one die, and give me the total. Oh, I was hoping I'd be able to use my intellect to make the engines go faster. What intellect? <laughs> oh, if that was an intellect roll, it would have been a blackjack, too. Bummer. I got a... Mr. Well, G got a seven. A, it's, it's not really a check. I'm adding all these total for your chase. I got, I got a seven. people are following okay. you. Uh, hey, you got a seven? Well, I got an eight. One more. Johnny's officially superior. Okay. Graham, what'd you get? Ten. Drunken superiority. Okay. Dylan, what'd you get? Seven. You guys all over the comm see like a couple of beams um, go over top of the ship as Rex puts it back into that drive state where the engines build up and you guys all jettison uh, really, really fast. Um, those of you in the gunner seat, cough, cough, Dylan, um, you move the gunner seat around and this is what you see with your sense check. You see a large black pirate ship that has been outfitted uh, with some sort of exterior apparatus made of metal on top of it. It looks like it has adapted this pirate ship to be uh, to be able to fly in space. The front of the pirate ship is a large golden skull with a cannon coming out of the mouth. And it flies golden sails with a crossed cutlass and it is crossed uh, with a tentacle underneath it. So we're talking an actual pirate ship. Like it is an actual pirate ship. ship that has been turned into a space pirate ship. Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys are flying away from this terrifying spaceship, uh, and you begin to f- uh, fly around some uh, some planets trying to lose this. You see a couple more blasts that come in your general direction, but after a while, you guys do end up losing it. It takes a little bit of good maneuvering on Rex's part. You see a couple, like you fly through a, like a small field of asteroids and you see a couple of cannons fire into them, blowing up a couple of the asteroids. And luckily Rex navigates you through all of them and you lose it through there. Oh, oh boy. All right. Uh, everyone. All right. Rex kind of shouts over the comms at everyone. You hear like, Yup's echo over the comms back from the rest of your companions inside in various places. Does G have a comm that goes up to the bridge? You guys, there's a comm in your room. It's not specific to each of you, but you guys can all answer kind of in unison. Like Anna Maria and, and Nora both like, yep, yep, no, we're good. Yep, uh, yep. <clears throat> G adds, uh, maybe we should get the uh, drunk cat out of the gunner seat. Just just a suggestion. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not a bad idea. Hey, Hey, Boots, come up to the bridge, if you don't mind. Quoi? Come to the bridge. But I hit him. That was my job, was it not? It is, but we just got chased by that giant ship because of it. Let's avoid that for now. I'm helping. After a moment, 
Rex kind of looks around for a moment. All right, let's uh, let's proceed with caution. Let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can get through this uh, unnoticed. And just as you kind of like start to creep out of the asteroid field, you all hear a very intense blip on your radar, like it is super loud and super next to you, um, out of nowhere. You all see coming from outside of a planet, it looks like a large mass of crows that are flying together, like in a murder, but like millions of murders of crows. And it creates a giant crow head itself with glowing red eyes, and it has a very specific sigil on it. Johnny, you feel just an immense kind of sadness and anger pass over you looking at it, and you're not even sure why. Unfortunately, it is too late as you all see this like mass of crows form into a giant crow head, and it caws. And through the deep silence of space, you can hear this, and it hits your ship, and all of the, like, circuits begin to, like, go haywire. Alarms begin to flash on and off, and you hear, like, warning, warning, ship failure, warning, warning. Nora just goes, oh goodness, oh goodness. Um, Anna, what, what happened? Why weren't, why weren't, weren't the shields going? Hey! My shields were going just, just fine. I'll, I'll have you know, there weren't any error messages about my shields. She kind of sloshes around, uh, like her drink that is in her hand. These shields are top notch. I have no idea what this thing is. And then, um, Nora just f- starts to kind of freak out for a bit. Uh, Mr. Jeep, can you, uh, pl- please, please assist me here. Uh, please run, uh, Please run diagnostics on this screen here for me. See what happened. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I would like to point out that maybe we shouldn't put drunks in charge of our offensive, defensive, and and sensory systems in the future, though. Just just putting that out there. Uh, yeah. No, this is this is a great and valid point. Um, <laughs> I hit this. I hit the enemy. Maybe now is not the time. Uh, do you want me to roll a, an intelligence check or something? Yes, please. And was that a knowledge check or was that just a straight intelligence check? Intelligence check because you're you're kind of like you're running through everything and you're run you're pretty quickly running through all the diagnostic steps on this computer screen. It's basically giving you all the errors of the ship. All right, that's a four out of seven. From the information that you're getting off of this screen, it seems like something. It seems like that sonic blast knocked out the shields entirely, so the shields are down. It seemed to also like drain the power of the ship and send all the circuitry kind of malfunctioning. So, on top of getting through your shields in one hit, it also seems like it messed up the circuits inside of the ship itself. Uh, all, everything is kind of fried and going haywire, so all of your like circuits are jammed, electricity is not going to the right places, so while it is still on, and like you have functioning comms, you have lights on, everything is getting staticky, everything is flashing, all of it's kind of going haywire and causing a massive error via the electronics. Uh, G jumps on the comms and says, uh, uh, Rex, we're, uh, we're dead in the air here. We don't have defenses, and it seems like all of our systems are completely incapacitated. This is not going that well. Alright, everyone, brace for impact. As all of this is happening, the blast was strong enough that it sent you off of your course, um, and you guys are tail spinning towards one of the nearest planets. 
Oh, also, I forgot to mention that we are tail spinning towards some sort of planet. We seem to be locked in sort of gravitational. Mr. Pole. G, I got. I understand the tail spin. I'm trying to write that as we speak. I, I just know I can't carry emotion very well with my voice. I just want to, you know, I'm trying to communicate the urgency here. I appreciate the concern. I'm working on this. If you guys can get to work, but brace yourselves for impact, that would be that'd be great. It definitely sounds like he's straining. <laughs> she looks at Nora and goes, so what is it? Should we fix things or brace for impact and not die? I, I'm voting for the I, latter, to be honest. I would also vote for not die. I'd rather fix this after it breaks, given the scenario. Mr. Ow. G pulls out the, bo- the box of imagination, turns it into a helmet, <laughs> puts it on his head, and then, <laughs> and then straps it into the closest seat. Mailed, 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 mailed. Oh, it's fucking mailed. great. Yeah, I love it. Um, you see that Nora uh, pulls a little thing out from underneath, the, uh, underneath her seat, and she unlocks one under yours. She is holding a pillow and has one behind her head as well. This may also help. It's a very soft, cushy, just plain pillow is she offering me a pillow yeah there is one underneath your seat she pointed it out to you she kind of unlocked it and gave it to you mr g picks it up kind of fluffs it a little bit and just puts it down on his lap and just stares forward (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) everyone uh everyone in the engine room does the same thing um Just sitting there All of pillows. you are just holding pillows against yourselves just to protect if anything bad happens. Mr. G is also like, he doesn't realize he's doing it. He's petting the pillow a little bit. <laughs> all of you are bracing yourselves uh, in the best ways possible, given your scenario. All of you are strapped in. Uh, your tailspin begins to get righted, but being the fact that you're still dead in the air, Rex is unable to kind of right the course of the ship. Quickly, this luscious green and blue planet that you can see from space grows larger and larger in front of your view. Uh, You pass through these clouds, and you come out the other side, and you hit the side of a forest. There's a large mountain in front of you where this forest is sprawling through, and you careen through the tops of the trees, and your ship kind of breaks through a lot of it as it descends into the earth itself your ship hits the ground and it digs into the ground and you skid all the way across essentially this like open plateau trees around you surround you and your ship crashes into a mountain all of you are knocked out and unconscious and that is where we will end it this week good thing mr g's wearing a helmet If, uh, if you're still listening at this point, uh, viewers at home, I just want to say thank you for getting this far into the episode, and I'm sorry for all of the bodily-related functions in this episode. <laughs> thank you for sticking with us, and if at this point in our alpha arc you still like what you heard, please share the word. Also buy our game. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram. Just search for Warplords and you can find us there. Uh, we have also recently released Warplords in beta form, which you can find on DriveThruRPG. But hey, I mean, most importantly here, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please share it. Um, it's kind of a grassroots thing we got going on here. It's a game not many people know about. 
It's a podcast no one knows about. <laughs> if you tell a friend, that's going to go a big way for us here. Big time. Big, big time. There's at least five people that know about this podcast. Just saying. There's, I mean, yeah. There, there's a couple of people who know about this podcast. At least there's five here. people on this podcast. We all know about it. Maybe not boots. Don't apologize for bodily fluids that much because I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to apologize until I lose my cool and murder Johnny Law. I will keep doing it. His new character will have an even greater fascination with it. <laughs> I'll build him even He's bigger. He's a gloop made of vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, anyway. Describe his blood. I just want to say thank you all again for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And we're going to pick up with the official episode one of the Fractured World arc next week when, when you hear us again. Thanks again. Have a great week and make good choices. Enjoy your one-way ticket to Vomit Town. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> these nuts. Got him. Got him. <laughs>